Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 noun shamers, lives that matter, and bearers of privilege. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, hi, and how are you, everybody? Welcome to the show. If you're new, I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. Uh, this is the podcast where every week I talk to women with whom I've hooked up. That I found out, you know, I realized that that's the grammatically correct way to say that. I should not be saying with women I've hooked up with, but I don't know. The latter sounds uh, more more natural. But this is a show where I talk to my my previous partners, my past lovers about sex, dating, sexuality, love, gender, and occasionally, you know, some special guests like various sex experts, queer performers, stand up comedians, and the like. So, welcome to the show if you're new, and uh, welcome back to all my lovely fan whores who are returning. I uh, hope everyone had a uh, a fun filled, sexy, wild Fourth of July. Hope you got to observe an orgy of fireworks, and uh, and have a good one. I uh, I had a good I had a good weekend. It was a solid, productive Fourth of July weekend. Did things, saw people, went on dates. Had a, had a very good date in particular that I'm uh, I'm, I'm semi excited about. So good things, good things happened during the weekend. I wake up on Sunday morning, July fifth, I, I to discover an article about me. Uh, it's an article on Salon.com. And I knew about this article. I got interviewed by Salon, uh, by Salon's Jenny Kuttner, about a little over a month ago. And it was great. We had a really lovely conversation. I love Jenny's work. Jenny Kuttner, she's on the sex beat uh, at Salon. So I've read a lot of her stuff. So I recognize her byline. I was very happy to, to chat with her. And then this piece comes out. And she took a very specific angle on it uh that i was surprised to see it was kind of it was very much about she's just tackling male privilege and and talking about how she's annoyed not with me but the fact that i can do what it is i do here on this show just because i'm a man which i find ridiculous because uh not only is that not true women can do this too you know corinne and uh christina over on guys we fucked do this pretty just fine which she knows because she interviewed uh Corinne and Christina last year so so she's going on about how uh, she's annoyed about the male privilege and then there cuz there's a section we spoke for 2 hours there's a section where she asks me about male privilege if I'm aware of my own privilege and how I think that affects me doing the show etc it's a it's a small portion of the entire interview and she put, and that ends up being the uh, almost the entirety of what she actually publishes. So we don't even really. She doesn't even publish much about my podcast, about myself as a person, my experiences. Just this thing that fits her agenda. So I was surprised. Had we met up and she'd been, that was kind of what we talked about most of the time, or if she was kind of combative. But we were. Very, it was a pleasant conversation. We had follow-up emails that were very pleasant. So I was, I was a little shocked, um, especially because I didn't know that she put a negative spin on it right away. I, I, felt, I felt like the foreign kid in school who's like being insulted to his face, but he has no idea that he's being insulted because he doesn't understand English. I felt like the dummy here. I, I'll expose my ignorance. A lot of terms I don't totally understand. So felt weird. 
And as I, I came to understand what was going down and thought about what Jenny wrote, hey, I've got some things to mansplain to you. First thing being that mansplain is not a real word uh, because uh, otherwise you have to have femsplain. And then uh, to respect the spectrum, you have to at least have a transplain. And really, you know, oh, wait, no, it's just explaining. There's no such thing as mansplain people. Uh, stop making up words. That's how we ended up with literally no longer meaning literally is because we started making shit up. Um, and here, so here's the thing. Interviews are interviews. I get it. Okay. If I say something, she can write it. It's just when we talk for nearly two hours and you only publish like 10 to 15 minutes of that transcript, I don't think that's really fair. I don't think that's right. Okay. Because yeah, I have benefits of being born the way I am. Very well aware of this. Uh, but what did that have to do with my podcast? Nothing. Like that's, we met up to talk about the podcast and then she's focusing on this small thing. Okay. Because other than my, my privilege giving me a different perspective on these uh, similar topics, topics that she endorsed guys we fucked talking about, my privilege has nothing to do with my show. I understand why she thinks it does. I just disagree that it does. And if this was a piece about male privilege in general or about like various podcasts that can or can't do things because of said advantages, I'd have no issues with what she with what was written. But I met up to talk about my podcast. So that's like in, that's like inviting me to talk about fine wines and then being agitated that I don't know what the quadratic equation is. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I don't understand. The, I don't know the equation, but I mean, I've got this really fine Cabernet I want to talk about. She, I mean, she says things like, quote, he was hesitant to use a feminist vocabulary or to describe himself as a feminist at all. And I mean, now, I don't know the academic gender theory behind like the adjective hyphen privilege stuff. I don't know all of the history uh, other than the various ways I intuitively know that women have been buttfucked for a long time. I don't know all the proper lingo and terminology either. I don't know that stuff. I'm just a comedian with a podcast. Okay. But I don't need to read a book to know that men and women should be equal. She goes on uh, it, when she's introducing the in the in her introduction the parts that she writes after the interview. She writes, "It's sort of like guys we fucked, only hosted by a dude and way less outwardly focused on feminist social change." Now, um, last time I checked. This show is not called the Man Whore Podcast, leading the way in feminist social change. Uh, it's always been kind of billed as the Man Whore Podcast. A sad, lonely man on Weight Watchers has some sex. I never uh, proposed that I am a leader of feminist social change. I'm just a guy who thinks everyone should be treated the same, you know? And then it's, it, just, it was just really frustrating, man. And I know journalists, you know, do... Shit like this, I guess uh, I was. I guess I was expecting to be ambushed during the interview, not afterwards. If you know what I mean, I didn't expect that such a pleasant conversation. And then the her her to say. I mean, at one point she says she the first line of the entire piece. The first the first sentence is Billy Presida is a nice guy who means well. Like what the fuck is that? There's one point where she's asking me about reclaiming words. She's asking um about reclaiming the word slut and, and, and whore in the word man whore. Because here's the thing, but I'm, I'm not reclaiming anything. I'm, I'm just using a word properly. Like, I'm just using... <laughs> I don't... I mean, 
Like, I don't know how to respond to that, man. I'm not like making this big statement. It's like, well, I'm a slut. I'm like, listen, I just think we're all sluts. I'm not trying to stand up and be like, men can be sluts too. No, I'm just being like, people are slutty and that's okay. I mean, the ethical slut reclaimed a word, but that was almost 20 years ago. I'm pretty sure it's, it's reclaimed. I'm just taking what I learned from reading some books and I'm applying it to my own vocabulary, which is how learning works. Okay, sometimes using a word is reclamation. Sometimes a cigar is just a fucking cigar. But ultimately, I was not just disappointed with Jenny's angle. And I'm not angry. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm really just disappointed. I'm disappointed like when your mom catches you stealing for the first time. Like when you're 10. Or maybe I was the only one. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Because like the quality of writing is bad. It, it goes down because she's so pushing an agenda and it's so clear that she is because she's normally a really good writer. She's Jenny Cunner is one of few writers on the internet whose bylines I notice and respect and pay attention to. Some of the others um, being Tracy Clark Flory, who used to be with Salon and is now evocative. And then I love Emily Yaffe and Amanda Hess at Slate um, and Jenny for as long as she's been in Salon, uh, which I think is like a year and a half or something. Jenny failed, though, to answer the question because she's so pushing this thing. She ends up failing to answer a question that she raises throughout this piece. Is there value in having a man promote gender equality without studying feminist perspectives? And fucking duh, of course there is. When you have a movement, you need numbers, people. You need an army. So you take whoever's willing to fight with you, even if you're not a big fan of what they do, how they do it. Fuck, the Confederates, they had black guys fighting next to them. They hate the darkies, right? But they're like, well, at the end of the day, we need bodies. I'm he it's like, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm here to fight. I'm here to help. Just point me in the right direction. Okay, I want to learn. I even asked Jenny for books that I should read. I, I emailed her after. I was like, hey, I had a great time uh, talking to you. Thanks so much for doing the piece. Uh, please email me, you know, some titles you think I should read. And of course, she makes no mention of this uh, eagerness to learn in her article. But that's, that's one of several reasons why I'm not a leader in the feminist movement, because I don't know all this stuff. But also, it's not my fight to lead. I'm a dude. I have it pretty fucking good. So I'm not like, I'm not going to lead the march. It's because it's not my right to lead that march. Like the most I can do is affect change within my immediate social circle. That's why I think my, my place is. I think that's men like us quote unquote good guys, right? Or the nice guys who mean well. Our job is to, to follow the ladies leading the fight and to affect change in our social circle. I call out my friends who say things that are really ignorant or misinformed or outdated because I'm not a celebrity. So until someone gives me new marching orders, I think that's really the best I can do. I, and if I'm wrong, then someone tell me. Because I don't know all the things. Does that mean I shouldn't be on your team? Because that's not how wars are won, dude. You need numbers. You ladies, feminists, need me. You need the man or woman or agendered individual standing next to you ready to fight back against the people keeping you ladies down. Because however that war goes, there's a good chance I'll end up still standing with all my rights and all my privilege and blah, blah, blah. 
And if you want to be standing there with me, you're going to need an army. So you should be happy. Any dude who wants to come fight along with you, any person wants to come fight along with you. You should be embracing any willing soldier with open, loving arms. Because if we are truly equal, we're in this shit together. Trying to get the society to act right. Just because I didn't do the homework, don't tell me like I'm doing feminism wrong. Just because I didn't, just because I'm avoiding saying I'm a feminist, I'm like, well, you know what? Which would you rather have? Would you rather have the guy who's like, I'm a feminist? The guy who has, I'm a feminist in my Twitter bio? uh, Or would you rather the guy who's actually trying to do something? So I, I don't think it fucking matters what I call myself. I mean, the argument I made in, in my, when, I, when she asked me in the interview, at one point she just goes, it sounds like you're trying to avoid using the actual word feminist. And I'm like, I, I try not to use words I don't understand. Because, I, again, I haven't like, done the reading. At the end, she tells me, um, I think, because I asked her, she, she's, she's like, I ran out of questions. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let me ask you questions. I asked her what she thought about me, the show, uh, what I'm doing with this. And she goes... I think that you reject your privilege and I think you have been given license to affect change aimlessly. You don't have to identify as a feminist. You don't have to have political goals. And I'm sitting there being like, yeah, so what? Why do I have to have political goals to be, to affect change? Or maybe I have political goals. Maybe they're just not your goals or your goals worded your way. Who gives a fuck which jargon I use, right? Like, or which book I read. If at the end of the day, I want the same thing as you do. Equality. For all the genders, races, people of various sexual orientations, etc. I'm not leading an alternative movement that simultaneously undermines what feminists, what feminists have done for the last hundred years. I'm just a guy talking about sex, dating, and love, and why uh, we should all be treated the same. Everybody. Man, woman, transgender, bisexual, queer, black, Jew, Palestinian, or Republican. Except for people who think Birdman was a bad movie. Those people seriously should not be allowed to adopt children. Otherwise, we should all be treated the same. I don't think I should be scolded for not doing the homework. I don't know. What do I know? Uh, I'm just, you know, on paper, I'm the enemy. I'm a straight white cis dude who uh, has a college education. Oh, and throw comedian on that, because most internet writers uh, like to tell comedians what we can and can't do. So that's why I'm agitated, guys. That's why I'm agitated. Uh, But it's okay. We've got a great show for you today. I'm pretty excited about it. Now's that uh, lovely time of the program where I uh, thank all the awesome people who support the Man Horror Podcast on Patreon. Uh, Billy, what's a Patreon? That's a great question. Uh, Patreon is like an ongoing Kickstarter where you can support the show by pledging money each month uh, in exchange for some really cool rewards. And one of those is that everyone gets a very special thank you. And uh, for today's impersonal uh, Patreon thank you roll call, I have a special guest with me. You may uh, remember her voice, Maddie. Hi, guys. She's going to help me read some names. I was just uh, recording a podcast in her apartment with someone else, and I thought I'd have her come pop on by. So uh, so this month, I want to say a very special thank you to... Ian K. Sophia L. Sarah B. Nellie H. Krista Ann. Jazz O. Megan N. Jeff C. Jennifer C. Dervla. Justin C. S.B. Sarah S. 
Lauren A. Mary G. Madeline B. And Dave K. And the star of the new e-reality series, Lance Kardashian. Thank you all so much uh, for supporting the Manor Podcast on Patreon. Uh, you too can support the show and receive a slew of great rewards. Uh, you can pledge as low as 25 cents per month and cancel at any time. To do so, visit patreon.com slash podcast or go to manhorpod.com and click the Patreon banner at the side. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Maddie. Okay, let's say you don't want to contribute to the Patreon. You want to get more for your buck. You know what? Go buy yourself some sex toys. Go over to manwhorepod.com click the Bayland banner and go buy yourself something sexy and cute something that buzz whirls or whistles buy it for yourself a lover a partner dad i don't know and uh, i get a little kickback if you do such a thing i got a i got an email uh asking for some advice it's been a been a few weeks since we've had this but i like i think this is a good one that we have not a uh, it's a problem we have not addressed yet this woman, uh, Sarah, she, she writes, Billy, uh, I'm moving to the Dallas Metroplex area away from my boyfriend, 350 miles away to pursue my dream. He's extremely supportive of my decision, but there's just one thing that has been lacking since day one, the sex. Don't get me wrong here. The sex is good, but it's not me. I guess I'll just say it. I'm a total dominatrix. I love to be in control of a man and be the one in charge. I'm not a masochist, but I'm into much more. I love sensory deprivation. If you aren't familiar, it's where I tie up my sub, blindfold him, limit his hearing with loud music, and fill the room with one scent, basically depriving him of all senses. I then tease and pleasure my sub, mostly teasing. Men seem to always love this, but my boyfriend won't try anything kinky. I love to be worshipped and pleasured by my subs, but ultimately it's about him. I'm seriously into ass play, me to him. But my boyfriend has zero interest in that. You could say I like pegging. And it's easy for me to separate sex and love. I've been doing it for years, and I had uh, many partners in college. It's also easy for me to separate a dom and sub relationship with an, uh, with an intimate one. And something I would like to try is keeping those two things totally separate. As in, I'd like to have my sub and have my boyfriend be two separate men. I'm sure my boyfriend won't understand this if I presented, this, uh, presented the idea. But what he doesn't realize is that I can separate the two, where he has a hard time. Billy, I feel caged in the bedroom with him. And when I talk about being kinky, he just says, I don't know, maybe later. But that's a lie. He's not into it at all. I've never tried a relationship like this, but it seriously turns me on. Especially the part where I get to have my loving boyfriend as well as my little sub. What's your opinion on these types of relationships and what should I do? Um, and so, so I write to Sarah. Um, so Sarah, um, so you want to stay with your boyfriend, but he isn't up for participating occasionally in your kink. Uh, what you've proposed is what I would normally recommend. Normally, uh, I would recommend, you know, the, the sub for BDSM in Dallas and you have your boyfriend for sex back home. Proposing this to him, uh, though, needs to include a solid explanation of BDSM and how it uh, is a sexual need for you that doesn't have to involve sex or intercourse. If he reacts the way you're anticipating, he may very well meet you with a hard no, forcing you into an ultimatum between your relationship and your desire to buttfuck some man ass. 
a, a good, more reasonable compromise would to not propose a no holds barred open relationship, but your desire for a sub and then defining precisely what that means to you. Does that mean intercourse is kissing allowed? Can the sub vaginally penetrate you or do you only get to peg the sub? What about oral? How are you going to find your subs? Be clear that you're happy to figure out the specific rules that make him feel safe within your relationship, but that still allow you to indulge in this kink. And if you haven't already, remind him why this is so important to you. He may not understand how teasing a man and then not fucking him turns you on. Explain that you may do a scene, and then when the sub leaves, you'll furiously finger fuck yourself because of how turned on you are. Because some, some people wonder, like, well, if there isn't oral or vaginal or anal sex, then, like, what's the point? So, like, you're going to need to communicate what BDSM does for you. But I, I think the other option is more appropriate for you. Break up with your boyfriend. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. You know, like you said, the sex is, quote, good. But you said it's not you. It's not Sarah's sex. It's just sex. He's not into your kink and it appears like he is never going to be into your kink. Let's, okay. He's not even seeming like he's going to placate you with a special monthly anal night. It's like, you know, third Thursdays of the month, like Sarah gets to put a finger in your butt. No, he's not even giving you that. You went so far as to describe yourself as caged for Christ's sakes. So when he says like, I mean, when he says maybe later, it's totally his way of saying no without actually saying no. And that's not fair. Now, I mean, I've said over and over again that to be a successful couple, you have to communicate. Here, you're expressing your sexual needs, and instead of clearly communicating his discomfort, he's just dodging your requests. Go to Dallas, find a sub, yeah, um, but while you're at it, you may even be fortunate enough to find a sub and a boyfriend. And those things, you know, may end up being one and the same. You're not sexually compatible with your boyfriend, Okay, and you don't you don't enthusiastically list a bunch of reasons why you need to stay with him long distance in the first place. So my advice to you, break up with your boyfriend and go peg a cowboy in Dallas. All right, good luck. And if uh, if you if you also have, you know, questions, comments, queries you want to ask me, uh, you can email me over at manhorpod at gmail dot com. Love getting those emails. Uh, the emails are uh, definitely bright up my days. I will say that. Um, and also, oh, don't forget, get on the mailing list, manwhorepod.com. Uh, you'll see a sign up on the right hand side. Join the mailing list. A lot of fun ways to, uh, that way you'll be the first one to get any fun news about the show. And now for this week's guest, finally, right? I know I've been going on for a while. Listen, it was a very frustrating Sunday. Um, we got Jess back. Do you remember Jess? Anyone here who is an owner, a fine recipient of the Man Whore Podcast condom knows who Jess is. Okay, Jess is the one who said the lovely words, you may mount to me. And then it ended up on a condom. Uh, I, I, you know, it's been over well over a year since Jess and I chit-chatted. I had a lot of fun talking to her back then. And uh, even though she had her annoying fucking friend there. So I was thrilled to go back to Hoboken and chat with her one-on-one. -on -one. It was a good time. Uh, it was very fun. You know, she's very outspoken. She's also very insistent 
about the quality of her sex life. Uh, she, you know, she does claim to be a level five dungeon master. So it's, it's pretty good time. Uh, I do want to say, I want to apologize. She has an air conditioner on during the recording and it was hot as fuck. So I did not have her turn it off. So you might hear a, um, a hum of an air conditioner unit. I apologize in advance for that. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my goddamn face off and then we're gonna go get to Jess and then you can say goodbye to me later. So right now let's uh let's go tune in and listen to me checking back in with Jess. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow. <laughs> so so last time I was here, I was on the couch. I've upgraded to the bed. You have. You know, I said he deserves it. He deserves yeah. it. I didn't even have to work for it this time. I mean, I'd like I, to think you that gonna, you've it? worked for it in me being <laughs> obsessed with how you have grown this podcast. I will oh. say that I have, you know, I've watched what you're doing. And I was, I was impressed. So I said, okay, let him come to the golden throne. Uh, the golden throne. <laughs> it is golden. For a brief moment, I thought you were going to say uh, uh, how you've grown as a man. I was like, ooh, like am I? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you that much credit, but maybe I'll give you some. Because I bit. think doing this podcast and giving it as much attention as you do shows growth because uh-huh. you stuck with it. Yeah, I'd think at some points I thought he's just going to do this for a little while and then be like, whatever. You think I'm going to put out those embarrassing stories just to like half-ass it? What I did, I think when I the episode with you, I talked about like a happy ending massage where I ended up having sex with a raw dog. Like, yeah, I'm not going to share those stories if I'm not committing. I mean, you never know. Some people get bored, (laughs) or they just get like, oh, I'm I'm too lazy to keep doing this. Oh well, whatever content's up, it's up. I'm I'm in it now. It's uh, I (laughs) I gotta commit. These stories are out there. The internet, it doesn't disappear. So that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. Yeah, well, you get to hide behind just the name Jess. I'm Billy Presida. I'm not just in it. My dad's in it because you know we share the name. That's wonderful. <laughs> have you done an interview with him on this yet? No, I have zero interest to. Oh, not just because shame. I'm not talking to him off mic either. B- Billy talking to Billy. Uh, yeah, except I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. So you were asking, like, does he know about the podcast? He knows about the yes. podcast. To the extent that, like, you know, I think some of his friends uh, Googled him back in the fall. Oh, And they boy. found the show. Oh, boy. And, and he already knew the show existed. That okay. was fine. But then he... His friends find a particular episode with a particular special guest I had on. Oh, um, boy. And then from when I was in Vegas. And then I get a phone call from my dad after work one day. He goes, Billy, were you in a porno? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Oh, see, that's, I, I feel like that's what usually happens to like girls somehow randomly, right? Like their dad is secretly looking for porn and hawking porn, and then they find their daughter in the porn. It's like, oh, my God, my daughter. But you actually got found <laughs> by your father's friend. Jess, you've known me how long? How much of a woman <laughs> am I? Like, come on. Uh, True. Totally makes sense for me. I, I guess it does make sense for you. It's just kind of funny. It's like the tables kind of typically are the other way. 
Yeah. Everything in my life is the, the gender roles are kind of reversed. I mean, yes. everything short of getting fucked by the chick, which is like not far off, I think. It's Man. somewhere in the future. Yeah. I hope it's in the future. I hope it's in the future. Well, I have said many times I'm saving pegging for love. Oh, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> that's really nice. I guess if you're married and you get bored at some point, you got to mix it up. I just felt like I, I, I would like to do it sooner, but I really have nothing left to hold sacred for like oh. a special someone. You know, it's like, you know what? Like I, I would do a threesome, but like if I was like with someone I'm in love with, I don't have anything left. There's nothing left. To huh? like <laughs> really just exhausted everything. The porno thing's out. That's <sighs> out. That's like the one thing I have left I could help make a girl feel special sexually with me. Yeah, because is I was letting her say strap it on. Maybe leaked sex tape, but I think that still falls under the porno. Yeah. Well, the porno was with, you know, professionals. Sure. Leaked sex tape has kind of a, you know, Kardashian ring to it. Uh, maybe that's how I'll take this uh, podcast to the next level. I mean, I'm saying. I'm <laughs> just saying. The Billy Presida uh, leaked sex tape. Well, uh, well, welcome back, Jess. Welcome back to Thank the show. You. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, a lot of updates, it seems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things yeah. that have happened. There were things that didn't happen, you know? Like, uh, like we have not, we did not have sex since then. We even did though not. I got, I kind of got the invitation. You did. You I got green lighted. You got green lighted. You got green lit. But the problem is, you did not get your butt back here. So, I mean, <laughs> there's only so much a girl can do. Sure. And I think, you know, obviously, I've been spending less time in Manhattan, more time in, in Hoboken. So that's what happens. It's. Yeah. It, the time was just not right. I mean, I live in fucking Bushwick. It's kind of a. That is a scary notion. I mean, really, I'd, I'd rather have a plane at that point. I'd rather yeah. fly. I'd rather fly from JFK to Newark. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. That's pretty far. That's pretty far. When you told me that's where you were located, I was like, yeah, you're definitely coming to Hoboken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people. I don't know how it is in like other parts of the country. I yeah. think LA is similar. Yeah, where it's like if you live in a far enough away neighborhood in the same city, yeah. that's a long distance relationship. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I can't date anyone in the Bronx, and oh, yeah. if the only area of Queens I think I would date is Long Island City or Astoria. Otherwise. That's the sunny side? Yeah. No, thank you. I'm not seeing no, you. No, no, absolutely not. We actually. What do you I, live in, Bensonhurst? That's not going to happen. I have actually, you know, some of my girlfriends, we've talked about this recently, and we're like, you know, even in Jersey, right? Even if you have a car in Jersey, per se, and you live in Hoboken, and you're dating somebody even in Jersey City, that's sometimes like, I don't oh, know, suck or it West up. New York, I don't know. It's like... I don't know. It's like its own level of a, of exclusion. A, so, I know. So, uh, so you've got you've got a boyfriend now. I do. So I've missed. I've missed. I do. Well, you do. I mean, well, do you do you cheat on this one too, or like, what's the deal? No. 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 You swear. I swear. Scouts honor. Scouts honor. <laughs> this. So, well, I we're together all the time. There's just no time to cheat. Um, <laughs> surprised he's not here right now. Um, no, no, I don't. Which is good. I mean, he was the one that I. I believe I talked about him last time who I was hooking up with pretty much the entire Christ. I've been hooking up with him for like two years, but, but there was no commitment between us. So any moment, spare moment I had without him, I would go find the next gentleman caller. Okay. Um, now, no. Yeah. I do not cheat on him. It's been eight months. Go golf clap. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I 
should be like a giant round of applause, honestly. If yeah, you had a soundboard think- with a giant round of applause, I would insert that here. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I remember uh, Fidelity not being your strong suit. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I'm going to tell you, in the beginning of us being together, I was so gung-ho that I was like, I am gonna, I'm going to be totally perfect and everything's going to be wonderful and perfect. But I still had the circle of men. And I told you, I like to have a oh, nice yeah. You've got your little circle of, men, of, right? of barebacking bros. Love it. Love them all. <laughs> I cherish them all. But the problem is, once you get into a relationship, they don't actually really go away. And what I mean by that is, number one, it's not like I sent out some email chain being like, hello, gentlemen. By the way, I'm locked down. There will be no more just sex. Have a nice life until the next time. Uh, uh-huh. No, I pretty much didn't say anything, and they would still talk to me, and then I kind of played like a, Uh-oh. I'm not going to tell them. Yes. I'm just going to kind of play along with this whole Ugh. thing. But yes, no, eventually they all knew, but to be very honest, does that keep any of them from still reaching out to me? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> when they see me in the bar, do they still say things to me? Yes, they absolutely do. Well, what, so, do they, what do they say? Oh, I'm, I'm a, it sounds like they're not saying, hey, Jess, how you been? Oh, no. I mean, like one guy last week literally said to me, I am so horny right now. I would just literally love to take you home. And my boyfriend was at the bar with me. He was like not an earshot. Thanks yeah. be to God. But I was like, that's OK. Uh, I cannot <laughs> for a few reasons, uh-huh. one of which, you know, who my boyfriend is. And one of is, which is five feet away. You, you know? know, one of which is getting us both a drink right now. So. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's actually funny. Oh, my God. No. Oh. This is the best one. This is the best one. And actually, I was saving this little gem because it actually amazed me. And I will have to show you the texts and the messages once we are done with this because it will blow your mind. Okay. There was a guy who I met when I was single probably like over a year ago. And I thought he was <laughs> cute. I think I knew him through like a friend through my hometown, whatever. He lives in Hoboken. I met him. I thought he was cute. And I thought about hooking up with him, but nothing ever happened. And then he wound up getting a girlfriend, locked down for a while. Well, come the time when I finally got locked down, he reappears on the scene. And he talks to me, and that was fine. But he basically out comes outright and tells me that he is dying to have sex with me. He feels like an idiot that we didn't hook up before when he was single and that his girlfriend lived in Philly and he could have probably been having sex with me the entire time he was dating her, which he wished he had done. So I was like, okay, well that's fantastic, but I have a boyfriend now. So no, sorry, this man literally to this day. And now this, the first text I got from him, I think was probably around October. And the dude is like still thirsty or maybe November. He's still, like he'll check in on me to see if me and my boyfriend are still together. He'll tell me how hot I am, how much he's still dying to have sex with me. I mean, I show my roommate and my girlfriends, like I show them these texts. I'll send them to them. And I'm like, this huh. guy is still going. So and no, it's fine to do check-ins. I've done that. I've been like, Hey, you and the boyfriend still together. Yeah. Okay. See you in six months. I'll try again. Yeah. But like, I don't know. You got to let it go, man. Still hasn't let it go. <laughs> let it go. Uh, check I mean, back in six months later. You know, he, at sometimes likes to tell me stories about what he is 
you know, if he's huh? ho- like that, he's hooking up with. Oh yeah, yeah I, you know, I had this girl come suck my. Di- oh, I have a dick pic of him too. Of course, I have. Of course, a dick. you have a dick pic. He sent me one. I'm not gonna lie, I was impressed. Oh oh, what I was, was so like, mu- damn. What was so all impressive right. about this uh, this particular cock? I mean, it was just it. <clears throat> I mean, I. Phew, I could have a good time with that. Thing. Use use some words. It looked nice. I Describe mean, it was to very. Us. It was it was long, and had some <laughs> decent girth to it. You know, it wasn't one of those skinny little ugh, pencil things. Okay. It was. I mean, it was just properly uh-huh. sized. It was lovely. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Sad story that I didn't get to have sex with him earlier because that would have been probably a fantastic time a fantastic ride yeah i mean especially because he's dying for well first of all actually yeah. probably would have been a terrible ride because he probably would just you know came in two minutes but oh i don't know i wouldn't have come in two minutes oh no you no. didn't no or did you no this is no 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 i was very like you're like the jackrabbit i don't know no i was never really a jackrabbiter i don't think i was ever really i don't know See, that's never really my style you were like you were like very fast and not in coming, but like in the pace. Your pace was very, but well, I was you like, were young. You, you were telling me like, fuck you, fuck you. I'm like, all right, I'm trying, I'm trying. I mean, you did it. I mean, I was, I was, well, I was 19. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to fucking learn here. I was like, these younger guys, they are impressive. They've got so much <laughs> stamina. I was just trying to do the best I could. I mean, well, I mean, and to recontextualize people, you know, so, so Jess was on the podcast. She was uh, the third episode. We slept together when I was in college. She was like, you were like twenty seven. I was nineteen. What? I was not twenty seven. I don't know how old are you now. I'm thirty one now. So and I'm twenty six. So okay, you were. Yeah. Was, so you were like twenty five. Yeah. Better. Better. <laughs> so much better. Uh, Years better. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I mean, I'm happy you're back. I wanted, I wanted to check in. I, you know, I knew about the boyfriend. And are you checking in like that guy is checking in on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You have a boyfriend. Can't fuck. Cool. I've, Listen, I, I have a condom here. I know you wouldn't use it, but I no, have one. <laughs> I know. See, that's where we would have parted ways. I'd be like, oh, see you never. <laughs> so now if a guy like if a guy tries to have sex with you with a condom, are you seriously not going to fuck him? No, I mean, I'll probably. Okay, let's first, let's set, yeah. let's set the scene here. Oh, yeah, let's remind people first, who don't know you. Yeah. You like the bareback, and you have a circle of trust that I find I, insane. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. One of them actually just invited me to go to a concert with him. And knows I have a boyfriend. Invited me to go to a concert with him a week ago. Yeah, but the circle of trust is you just saying like, yeah, let's just try not to give each other HIV. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's worked so far. Clean as a whistle. Except that one time. Well, in college. That I mean, fluke. No. <laughs> that was in college. That was a, that was a whole remember, other time. I just remember time. sitting on your couch being like, what are you doing? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. and now and now you are on, a, which is so ironic that you don't use condoms because you have your own condom. Shut your face. What is this? <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That is a Jess quote. I I just literally love it. <laughs> Where did you get these done? Uh, the, the company. I've had those for a long. I've had those for a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had like a thousand of those printed up. If only I had a use for this. Would you have Give none? Me a balloon animal, I guess. Ah, huh, keep it for posterity. Be like, how many of your girlfriends have their name on a condom? I mean, this is wonderful. I now have a condom that is, you know, bespoke to me. And there I, are people all over the world who have a condom with your name on it. Yeah, I'm also. <laughs> I also have a beer that was brewed after me. Stop it. I know. It's called. It's called Black Dynamite. 
Black Dynamite. That's right. It's an oh. award-winning beer. Yeah. Next thing coming up is the Jess Fleshlight. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, you go. there you go. There you go. You know, it's funny. Uh, you say Black Dynamite. There, there were a lot of people who, uh, who wrote in asking, like, they, did, they couldn't tell if you were white or black. There was a lot of people Perfect. who were like, she sounds like such a white girl. <laughs> Isn't it true? Ugh. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's literally crazy. And the best, like, it's it's literally like the same way with my I mean, mother it's also because you we said the word like... literally about a dozen times. Yeah, that's true. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I get it all the time. Yeah. I get it all the time. I, I think when my clients, especially when I'm coming into new work when I'm going to different agencies, I think my clients, when I meet them for the first time, are like, oh, <laughs> you know, face to face. Because on the phone, I sound like this. Then they meet me and they're like, and that is not what I pictured at <laughs> all. Okay, great. <laughs> Unless I tell them, you know, ahead of time. But Just like a disclaimer, just a heads up, I'm kind of black. Uh, just when you show up, please just don't be. you know. Don't be freaked out. I've got good hair, but, you know, just, you know. Just be before I do. warned. I have pretty good yeah, hair. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So it's so, it's been an interesting ride. It has been an interesting ride being in a relationship. I'll yeah. say. Now that you're in a relationship, like, do are you? Since we can't fuck, you're gonna set me up with your sister or what? Oh God! You your look. That's cute. like that's a fate you would not want to be set up with. That's like she's kind of batshit. Yeah, but like. How many guys? Then again, maybe be you would to... like that. I guess. I mean, how many guys would like to say that they had sex with sisters? I guess a lot would. I don't know what her stance is on all, on all that, but she doesn't. She doesn't have to know. You can tell her. Afterwards. I knew that was going. She yeah. doesn't. Have, you know. Yeah, to, you can tell her. It's, tell her. It's not necessary information to <gasps> oh know like my who my sexual history is. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she's the. T- oh, you know what? She could be interesting. Who knows? She's. Sure. Well, she's very into yoga, so <laughs> there's your flexible part right there. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, so how long have you been uh, exclusive now? So exclusive since October third, uh-huh. and is this the older? Guy? Is he older? This is the younger one. Oh, well, this, is, this is not the young. Okay, wait. I don't know. Well, you had listen. Like I, I said, you had a big old circle of bros. I did. I had the twenty-three-year-old. Let me tell you, that one was the hardest to let go of. <laughs> Beautiful. Actually, I think he Snapchatted me today. Anyway. Okay. Yes, he still Snapchats me, which is fantastic because he's super hot. Um, I think. Yeah. So this one that I'm with is the twenty-seven-year-old. Okay. And he's the one that I'd been hooking up with for probably over a year when I talked to you. And <laughs> we had basically spent pretty much the whole summer together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, but intermittently, yes, I was still having sex with other men. Yes, of course. Sure. Of course. Of course. Why not? <laughs> um, you know, when there's a, when there's an open day, what else can you do? Um, but, I don't know. We wound up liking each other, I guess, more and more and more and more. And then he locked me in in October. And I'll say our October and November were definitely rough because I think he was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And I Were you, like, both going through withdrawal of, like, your other sex? No. No? I was. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) I don't want that. So you were. I already know. But him, I can pretty much guarantee to you and all your listeners that... (laughs) Most likely, he was not to even clearly near the degree doing what I was doing sexually outside of him. Uh huh. So, you know, I think maybe I think he had sex was having sex with his ex, 
who is disgusting, by the way. I'll give you a ton of good stories on this one. Um, but that was it. That was it. It was nobody else. So, so, what, so it was, was it hard? Or it was so me? it was hard for you, Len. Uh, Len the Cox go. Oh my god, it was really hard because you know they all have different flavors. Oh my and I'm god. not talking about putting. I'm not giving blowjobs by any means. Oh yeah, yeah. We've I don't have to. That. Don't have to. But we know you don't like oral. I hate it. I and know. My boyfriend doesn't like it. So this makes us almost the perfect. Oh level. yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> so you know all the different manner of different flavors, you know, like you had the big one, which I called the animal and the animal was this big blue eyed blonde hair, just big guy, you know, not fat, but like big, like solid, big guy, probably like six foot three. And so, you know, I loved having sex with him because he was like a big teddy bear. Like he's such a big teddy bear. But then you had like, the bartender and the bartender who I like to call dancing man. He was, and I met him at a bar. He was an excellent dancer. And I wondered to myself if he was as good in the sack as he was on the dance floor. And yes. Wow. Wow. P.S. He's the one that invited me to the concert a week ago. Okay. Um, Then I had the 23 year old and he was just fricking gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. So, it's always hard to let go of somebody that gorgeous because you're like, I got this. I got this. I should keep this. But then again, he was 23. So I'm like, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of tougher. And his sister, I think, was my age. So that's like also, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you had to cut them all loose. I had to cut them loose. And it was probably akin to one of the hardest things I've done in life. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, my roommate consistently had to talk me off like, you know, jumping out a window because I was like, I does your boyfriend can't. Does your boyfriend know what you gave up for him? I think one time I actually, I think it was in November. Like, we had listen, a little I, bit. I burnt down the stable. I let all the horses go. Yeah. I, they, they ran off into the wind, into the it's, sunset. It's more so like, I burnt down the stable. I let the horses go. But if I rebuild it, they will come back. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, you may end up with another quotable. For, <laughs> there may be a sequel to the Jess condom. <laughs> if I build them, they'll come back. If I build it, they'll come back. They will come back. I mean, that's exactly pretty much how <laughs> I put it. In November, we got into like a little bit of a spat because I think he was getting a little bit nervous because he hadn't been locked down in a relationship in a little while. Sure. So I think he got kind of the like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> what am I doing? Why did I do this kind of moment happening to him? And so essentially I wound up, you know, talking to him and I said, look, you have to understand what I gave up for this to be happening. It was a lot, yeah. like a whole lot. So, oh, uh, you're so is that him. So he's currently holding a picture from a wedding. Is that him? Of me and a man, and it is not him. Oh, that's not him. <laughs> I assume if I go through all the other like, like photo booth photos. Oh, he's over there, in there. He's in there. You have a lot of for an adult woman. You have a lot of photo booth photos. Weddings. I get invited to way too many, and of course, it's like almost a sin against Christ to not have a photo booth at this point at a wedding. Uh-huh. So, what? Uh, what? So now, did you get laid a lot at weddings? Would you do that? Yes. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. 
Can you give me some? T- I've never been invited to a wedding. I hear. How is that possible? I don't know. People. No, you've probably been at like someone's, your like cousin's wedding or something. Weird. I the last time I was at a wedding, I was probably early high school or late grade school. I mean, it, oh, okay, yeah. so it was like not drinking time. No, no, I have not been as an adult to a wedding. Okay, that's I get, fair. People don't like me. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> like Billy's gonna say some weird orgy thing. We can't have that at the wedding. Maybe it's like oh. But babe, I want to invite Billy. Yeah, but he's gonna start talking about sex parties. We can't have that. It'll be like, <laughs> man, it'll be like your podcast coming from Christina and Andrew's wedding, <laughs> streaming live. <laughs> he's gonna correct someone's pronoun usage, and it's just a buzzkill. <laughs> like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> grammar Nazi. <laughs> yeah. um, but so, what would be? Uh, t- I hear the sex is popular at weddings. Okay, it is. Now, let me tell you first and foremost. If you go to a wedding expecting to have sex, you most likely won't. Well, that's how I take it with anything. I think yes. when you put the expectation is to um, to have sex. I was just on a radio show last night saying the same thing. I was yeah. like, when you go into a date and you're like your goal is I, if I need to fuck her. Yeah. Now you set this one goal, and one you're very goal oriented, oh, which yeah. I think is problematic, really in anything. But I was like, lower your goals. Like my goal on a date, if it goes a date going well for me, is I made out with her, and okay. everything else yeah, is bonus. Good. You know, that's good. You're correct, and I think for weddings it goes the same way. You have to really just go into it being like, I'm just gonna have a blast, and I'm going to get batshit crazy drunk that's pretty much the two things that you're guaranteed to probably have at a wedding you're not guaranteed to have good food by any means you're not guaranteed to like be able to see your friends very much who are getting married there's a lot of things you're not guaranteed Uh you're definitely guaranteed to be able to get drunk unless you're at a dry wedding which is not cute Um, (laughs) (laughs) psa to everyone listening uh dry weddings not cute they are not cute (laughs) don't ever have one of those or you will have no guests except for your mom (laughs) Anyway, so, and your mom might not even go because she might need a drink. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you just need to go into it just knowing that you're going to have fun. But usually if you do, you'll wind up having your hookup. Now, the hookups at weddings are excellent. They always say that women specifically are more horny at weddings. Look, that's not true. Women are horny all the time, okay? (laughs) Weddings are not a difference. Weddings are just, I look prettier in this dress today, so you should respect it by having sex with me. (laughs) That's exactly what okay. a wedding is. It's not like, oh my God, we, we feel the need to be married when we're at a wedding. No, no, we do not. <laughs> no, we just want to, you know, especially if you're single at a wedding and you don't have a date with you, you're like, all right, I need to find somebody here. See, my luck is everyone I ever approach is like, that's the woman with the boyfriend. Like, that's, that's always no my luck. I always, I'll talk for two hours with someone who has a boyfriend who couldn't make it to the wedding. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I just, I, I don't want to say wasted two hours. I probably had a lovely conversation. Oh, but I'm sure it's you just, did. But, you know. One for the memory that's, books. That's two hours of. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly, it's two hours of bullshit. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Anyway. I think with weddings, if you're really wanting your best odds, you need to scope out the talent prior. Meaning, especially if you're close with the bride or the groom, or close enough. I mean, <coughs> literally, if you're getting an invite, you're close enough. Fuck it. Yeah. You ask them, like, who's single? You ask them, any good single people? Are you putting me at the table with good single people? And usually, if your friends are your good friends, they will make sure to put you at a table where there's a good amount of single people so that you know, all right, like, this is... I know who I can go for. Uh Um, 
you know, I got lucky. One of the weddings that I got lucky at, it was fantastic because it was a friend from childhood's wedding. So somebody I've known since I was a little kid. So a lot of people at the wedding I had known from since when I was a little kid. And the guy that I had sex with was a guy that I used to hook up with when I was younger. And he was single and I was single. So it was just like, okay, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I know you're good. You know I'm good. We're about to have a party. We woke up like completely naked and cra- it was nuts. But that's the other thing about weddings. Most likely you're going to wake up in a state that is completely fucked. You're not in your room. You don't have your clothes or you don't know where they are. He's a dead goat. One time one of my friends woke up in the stairwell with another guy. I mean, I'm just like, things are trifling. <laughs> okay. So that's the expectation. You have to make sure that... When you go into a wedding and you really want to hook up with somebody, just make sure you know that you're probably going to wake up in a strange place, most likely, okay. unless you can coax them back to your room. All right. Good, good tips. It's a good time. Any, any other tips for uh, the fellers or the ladies, <clears throat> ladies out there who um, are like, I'm, I'm going to a wedding because it's summer, right? It's summer. It is summertime. Summer. I'm, a, I'm aware of when it is. I have a calendar. Is it summer? Is it summer? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, only Ju- it's only July, you know? There's an air conditioning running in here, but I'm not <laughs> sure why. <laughs> um, but do, do you have any other tips for people who go going to weddings and, and kind of want to get their groove on? Don't look desperate. And what I mean by don't look desperate is don't look like you're searching for booty. Just act like you know you're going to get it. Because if you look desperate, it, it just reeks off of you. It just is like... You, people look at you and they're like, she is dying for it. And unless there's another person that's absolutely dying for it, it's just not going to happen. Just own it. Just own own the room. Do your thing. Dance your ass off. Drink your ass off. And the right person will approach you and find you and you will get them. That's the, that's, I think that's why I've been so successful at weddings is I just go in there with an air of confidence, which is... I'm either going to get some or I'm not going to and I'm still going to just have a blast and I don't give a shit either well, I, I think that I think that goes for your success rate uh, anywhere because yeah. you uh, you are kind of the I'm going to go out there and get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. there once upon a time you said, like, there's this cute college kid and I'm going to, like, almost statutory rape him. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You put your, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can you accomplish, can accomplish anything. anything. <laughs> can really achieve. Yeah. That man that was in that picture, uh-huh. I actually met him at a wedding. Hey. And I actually hooked up with him at the wedding. And it was a wedding down south. And he was from D.C. and I'm from, you know, up in Jersey. And so, obviously, I was like, well, this is going to be a one-time hoo-ha. So, yeah, yeah I, he wound up being obsessed with me because I was talking sports. I was just talking smack to him. And then he wound up hanging out with me the entire wedding. And then we hooked up and everything was hunky-dory. And I actually wound up dating him. Ah, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like he was. He wouldn't leave me alone. You had to call the cops. Nope. So nope. I wound up having a long-distance relationship for, I think it was like five, six months with this guy. And so, you know, that was that was fun and everything. But... You know, it was kind of tough. Uh, now, that's why I have no pity for the people who say long distances, you know, Hoboken to Jersey City. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I was, you know, D.C., that's not close at all. Uh-huh. That was excruciating. But funny story is he and I still talk because he's the only other person I know who will talk as much about golf than anybody else. Nobody ever wants to talk, talk golf with me. No, because it's fucking golf. But I love it. Why? 
I don't know. You, there's so many reasons for you to not like golf. I mean, you know me. I love like every sport. I have like a you're, weird love for every sport except for what, the what, WNBA probably. I don't think I could do that. You're an early 30s black woman who works, who sounds like a white chick. You have this zero reason I you know, should like golf. I love it. So he and I talk what, golf. What, stop. What do you like about golf? I just, I you know what? Know. I think I didn't used to like it that much. I liked playing yeah, it. That's the natural state I of a human being. It. The natural state of a human being, just like we don't naturally speak English, you also yeah. naturally don't, don't like, like golf. golf. Yeah. Well, I played it for a little bit, and that was okay. Um, watching it was kind of grueling for me, but then I actually went to the PGA Tour, and I like experienced it live, and it was amazing. I like, feel it was like so you, intense. <laughs> I feel like you banged Tiger Woods, and you were like, all of a sudden, I like golf. Oh, I wish. That is who I love, although he's been pissing me you off. You're not lately. one of the 37 whatever mistresses? No. I no. wish I could say I was. Damn it. One day. <laughs> one day. Maybe I'll be 38. If you put your mind to it. I know. I just have to said. encounter him. That's really the problem. <laughs> I like the comments. Like, listen, if I can meet him, he'll totally fuck me. Just I just gotta... one encounter, and I will be in good shape. Give me a chance. <laughs> just give me one encounter. Put me in, coach! Exactly. <laughs> I know. If somebody would actually just pay for me to go on the tour, it'd be totally fine. But yeah, I mean, that's how I wound up li- actually going and watching golf <gasps> live made the whole difference. And then I became obsessed with it. Okay. So that boyfriend was the one who liked talking to me about it. So we still talk all the time about it. He was the one dot, dot, dot. Who talked to me about golf? Stuff? Oh, yeah. I, you know what? Having sex with him wasn't amazing. No. It wasn't. And you know when you're like, well, you probably don't yet because you're not old enough. But no, maybe you do. (laughs) When you get to that point where you're like, maybe I just am being too picky about things and I should just see this relationship out. Because maybe at the end of the day, I mean, he had a great job, lived in a great location. He was cute. He was super funny. I mean, he was great. So everything else was good. Didn't click in bed. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, I tried so many things. It just was not working positions and fuck me in the kitchen. Oh, the kitchen one was, was all right. <laughs> that was all right. Okay, that one was okay. But it was just like, oh, my God. And then he liked to do the thing where he's jerking off and he comes on you. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's. I like, never understood that about. The, like, I understand where it might come from. But man, does like physiologically that just feels worse. I mean, dear men, do you know what you look like when you're doing that? Your faces are pretty jacked, which does not make us feel more in the mood at all. It's actually slightly horrifying. It's like you're actually thinking you might break it off your body. So I don't know. He used to do that, and that used to wig me out a little bit too. So. Oh, and he liked using lube a lot, which I hate. Wait, he he wanted to use the lube. Yeah, he loved it. Did you? I mean, I don't. I don't, didn't need you it. You don't need it. Never need it. <clears throat> I could go all goddamn day and not need a single drop of it. And I was like, really? <laughs> he loved it. He was like, oh yeah, I love the way. I was like, like it feels. It does feel good, but it feels good because there's no moisture. Like if the woman's dry, which is probably a whole, you know. If it's a young woman, it might be a problem already. But yeah. if if it's a if like she needs the lube, it does feel good. It feels yes. great. Well, yeah. However, her natural lubricant feels infinitely better. Yeah, and also it's like you really it makes uh, this sounds so dumb. It makes such a mess. It's just a mess, and I'm like, this is a mess. 
<laughs> you know, I want to have sex. And yeah, I like, I like sweaty, crazy sex. But like, I don't like going in straight up a mess. Like the mess should happen naturally. Uh-huh. I don't like going in with the pool already, you know, spilling water all over, over the sides. It's yeah. not good. It's not a good look. Okay. Okay. And and now we got this boyfriend. Uh, I, I like he, he's kind of like the through line of uh, of this of this conversation. He is. Um, so, sex sex is, the sex is good. The sex is fantastic. Uh huh. It's fantastic. Yeah. And Do he, tell. I mean, I think what I love first of all, this is something I never thought I'd say in life, but. He actually has a pretty penis. I actually. Oh no, I've heard that thing before. That's, I actually. It, that's a weird compliment. I never understand. It's weird. I don't because I've been told that I've been told like you have a pretty penis. I'm like, I, I, thank you. I think I but, never thought that I that they were ever good looking ever, um, but this was impressive. I mean, I was like, like, but what makes it pretty versus like. Like, yeah, it's like a hot, hard cock versus like, oh, that's a pretty penis. It is. Yeah, but what's the difference? I don't know what it is, and I don't know if he took one picture that made it seem this way, but I feel like it glows. Like, it's (laughs) it's just so nice. Like, it's perfectly shaped and just perfect size and length and girth. Like, it's just perfect all around. And I'm just like, wow. Wow, I'm amazed by this thing. And not only is it perfect, it works like a fucking charm. I mean, it works like a charm. He doesn't like oral sex at all. I feel like you talk you talk so praisingly about the sex you have. I feel like there's some people listening being like, that bitch doesn't have good sex. She's like, I have alarmingly good sex. (laughs) Alarmingly good sex. I think there's some people thinking like she's talking herself way too much. Yeah, I mean, like realistically there is no way I have bad sex because I've had so much sex that I am very aware of what bad sex is. I am hyper aware. Okay, Jess. <laughs> I have dismounted men before. So just know I am very, very aware. Je- Jess, I, uh, I, I won't dare to uh, challenge you. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, Hey, you should feel good about it. I didn't dismount you. So that's great. Oh, dismount meaning like it was, it's bad. It like was, I is got that off term? halfway. Like I was like, good. And Have we're dismounting. Yeah. I think I've dismounted. Mount and dismount. Uh, okay. Yeah. And we, I have done it. I've been like, this is just some shit right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I once used the excuse, I have to go to basketball practice. Yeah. That was an excuse well, that was once. A, that was a high school excuse. <laughs> I got it. Um, <laughs> oh, I just, oh, look at the time. I've got to go to basketball practice. But we're in the middle. Nope. Ah, oh, I'm going to be late gonna be late yeah so don't worry yeah i know what good sex is and this man he gives it to me and not only is it good but it's frequent it's are you saying this just because you think he's gonna listen i feel like no (laughs) no remember i've been having sex with him for probably going on two years now i would not bother with that if he was not good let's be serious okay I only keep the good ones around. The yeah. shitty ones get chopped off. Chop off. Bye. Christ, I'm almost happy I didn't come back. That's a lot of pressure. It's yeah. Oh, no, but if you're good, at, if you're good at it, I know you know, and we're good. You know, oh. you were fine. I was like, that's why I said I would have had sex with you again because I, I wasn't know. like, oh no, he's gonna be so like nervous or terrible. I was like, he knows what he's doing. He was fine the first time, Aww. and he was way younger. So, and I think I assume you were probably way more nervous the first time. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> you you were the 
You were the either sixth or seventh person I had ever had sex I with. I think I was lucky number seven. It might be seven. I yeah. believe I was. Yeah. Because I think be. you told me. It's very possible. It's like, I hope so. It has a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah, let's go with seven. Seven's good. Lucky number I, seven. I like how we say only seven. And there are a lot of people who've only had sex with seven people. I'm like, oh, oh you were only seventh. I know. That's like a <clears throat> fate I would never want to have. Because now I'm like, uh, do you ever. You're, f- you're past lucky number seven. That's wonderful. <laughs> this podcast has probably sprung you Uh, maybe a little bit (laughs) it's been a crazy year and a half i mean maybe i just have to keep listening in order to live through you as i cannot do these things anymore oh sure you can yeah i can there's a lot of sex party talk you can go when i'm the one that's true take him to an orgy have some fun i don't know if he's, he's very that's the only thing he is not the type so he does listen which is amazing like if i say like i want you to be doing more of this or that he'll more nipple more nipple and he's got more nipple sometimes you need to do more nipple um but like sometimes you need more cowbell sometimes he will immediately adjust which is amazing it's amazing but i will say i don't find him to be the most adventurous person Uh which i could see myself easily being oh yeah i suppose (laughs) so i think that's the one thing that is different about he and i sexually (gasps) Is that it's just very like, you know, we do what we do. Okay. But it's always good. So that's the best part of it. I mean, and a lot of times it's mind-blowing, which is fantastic. Yeah. So being with somebody for the length, I mean, I've only been with him for like nine, eight, nine months. But the fact that I haven't gotten bored, the fact that I have not gotten bored is major. You're a jumpy lady. I am very jumpy. I'm very jumpy. One, like, terrible night of sex can send me, like, Running for the herd, so mm-hmm. the herd being the circle of men. <laughs> the, the 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 stags coming back to your stable. The stags, they're coming back to the stable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know all that wedding talk. So, do you ever see yourself? I mean, because you're in the early 30s, is is wedding mm-hmm. is marriage a thing you think you could do? Yes. Um. Yeah. He and I have spoken about. What? Well, no, not us getting married, but how, like, what our timeline situation would realistically. Do you really have like a timeline? I sure do. Ever since I was probably like ten years old, I always told my mom that I didn't want to get married until I was thirty-five because I wanted to live. So, okay, that is still the timeline. What happens if you hit thirty-eight and you still haven't found someone to marry? Would you marry? Uh, someone you don't necessarily think you should be marrying, or would you at 38 say, well, I'm never getting married? No, I just would never get married unless it was somebody I would want to be with. So I don't care if I'm 38, 42, So, so the 50. timeline's loose. I'm the just timeline saying, is loose. Because I hear, I hear the timeline thing a lot, and I'm like, oh, that feels so uh, planned. Well, I think for some women, the timeline is based on when they can have kids. Sure. Well, sure. Which for me, I mean, you can still have kids until you're like 40, so it's fine. I don't want to have kids until I'm like 37. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Married at 35, be crazy and have a ton of sex for two years and travel. And then after that, kids, fine. Um, My boyfriend, he's 27. He wants to get married when he's around 30. So Uh we're on a pretty good timeline, which is good. So if this works out, you you know, at least you're, you're synced up. We're synced up, which is fantastic. Cool. Now all you have to do is get his period on yours, and you guys are going to be great. Oh, my God. That'd be so terrible, because then we'd both want chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Get so fat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do you you miss being single? 
I like how I'm, I'm, I like how I say that question as if you've been in a relationship for five years. <laughs> but wow. like, but like nine, no, but nine, nine months, months for, for you is, is five like five years. years. That's insane. you know, you know. Oh, hey, you're, I mean, let's yeah. I you mean, know. I've thought see? about what it would be like to be in a monogamous relationship. Not that I can't do it, but I'm just like, wow, that's gonna. I feel like there are things I might miss. So <laughs> there. So here's the thing. Okay, first of all, yes, I I missed single life. Because I think I loved it more than a lot of girls do. Mm. Especially girls my age. I think a lot of them are like, I'm sick of this. I want to have a boyfriend. I just want to just have somebody. I loved it. It was such a rush for me. And it made me feel very powerful because I was like, I will go to the bar. I will find a man and I will bring him home. And it would happen. That's just the way it was. So I felt very powerful. And I think I miss that. Um, because with my boyfriend, of course, yes, I know I'm going to the bar. I know he's with me and I know I'm going to get booty at the end of the day, but I'm like, well, that's cause he's my boyfriend. <laughs> I can look like the, you know, the marshmallow man walking mm -hmm. around and I'd still have sex that night. So, you know, it definitely gave me a sense of empowerment. And I think it also gave me the will to do certain things. Like when I was still trying to get Greg and to like keep him as my boyfriend, I think what I was really doing was I was running a lot and trying to be in shape a lot because I was like, I have to look better than every other girl that he sees for him to like me. Aww. So, or for, you know, to be able to keep him. And even with going out to the bars and just getting asked, you're like, I have to look better than most of these girls in order for the guys that I want, the level of guy that I want uh -huh. to come home with me. So I do miss that type of stuff because I think it gave me more motivation overall. But... You know, being single, I, I do miss a lot of aspects about it. But, of course, there are certain things about being single that I don't miss. You know, I like that I have my one person. I like that I can do stuff with him whenever. Mm -hmm. I like that me getting sex isn't, you know, I don't have to go on, like, Tinder or things like that. I don't, I'd never like those I don't think sites. I don't think you would be on it too much just because you already have, yeah. like... You have your I did. Group. I think I got one of my guys from one of the dating sites, but then I let him go after he got a little weird. Uh -huh. um, but I, yeah, I think the dating site thing is the one thing I don't miss at all. I didn't really like it. It felt Tinder. I felt was too lazy. I was like, this is lazy. Who the fuck's going to find their husband on Tinder by swiping? Yeah, right? Yeah, but you, you don't really seem to have needed those things. Not because like, cause not that someone who can get laid offline, doesn't need those, but just because you were already going like every weekend to a bar, it's true. And you're picking, you're taking a guy home, like well, living around here Tinder, that helps. It's Tinder, real life. Living around here very much so helps because there's so many bars yeah. and there's so much to do. But then again, if I want to have sex on a night that I don't want to go out and get wasted and be drinking, I can do that can't now. Just I can like, go to my boyfriend. Just open and your window and yell, and be like, "Hey, you! Hello, man in backyard." I think that guy's like 17. Hey, yo, so green no. shirt, your cat calling from your window, or dog, it would be called dog calling. <laughs> Do dog calling. Dog. Hey, yo, hey, yo, green shirt. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, tight pants, beard. Hey, yo, beard. I know. Get up here. I don't know. It's just, it's. <clears throat> Yeah, but I, I do. There are a lot of things I miss about it. I think more so than most people would yeah. say that they would. But I'm happy. I am happy. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Still happy. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Going strong. We have a lot planned. So it's good. I'm like super thrilled being with him. Mazel. Thank you. It's a good thing to hear.
It is. And but if it doesn't work out, like may, maybe I should come back. Oh to God! As again, I will rebuild the stable, and you will all flock back. All and right. That's if, completely you know what, if it if it if it doesn't work out, you give me a call. Yeah. And and. Yeah, I mean, usually it's a matter of one text message. I'm like, hey. Yeah, well, you know what? We broke. I mean, you know, that's Jess, how I I'm, got him back. Yeah, well, Jess, I'm not that easy, okay? That's literal. This ha- this girl right here, gotta put a little work in. Oh, give me a breath. <laughs> put a little work in, but you, but you can, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll do. You know what I'll do for you? What? Instead of sending you just a text message, I'll send you a picture with it of me smiling next to the condom, and I'll say, "Come on over." All right. I'll be like, as long as we're using it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I'll be like, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jess, thanks for coming back on the show. As always, uh, lots of fun. Yeah, fun I love it. <laughs> I know. I hope I had some good one-liners yeah, Oh, yes, as I always. hope to be on a condom or a dildo or something new. Oh. Dildo, and that's the next I mean, line of merchandise. I think that's the next line. Because, you know, I think most <laughs> people would go with like a, like a pen, but you, you really just, you went all out, and I like oh, it. Yeah. So now you got to stay strong. Me on a, my quote on a dildo would be nice. At least on the packaging. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want you to say goodbye to everybody. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys uh, are really getting some out there. Go get some people <laughs> later. Oh, man, it was fun catching up with Jess, wasn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen her in so long. Such a good time. Uh, if you haven't heard Jess's first episode on the podcast, make sure you are subscribed to the show over on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, any podcast app that you prefer. And then go on back, scroll down to episode three. Yeah, back in the day in the single digits when this show was just a little baby. Yeah, what a good time. Uh, and as usual, I'm here every Wednesday giving you the fun times, the sexy good stories, and the interesting conversations. If you're enjoying it all, you know, share it with a friend. Give me a shout out on Twitter. I'm over there uh, at the Billy Persita. Use the hashtag ManHorrorPodcast. Let me know what you think about the show. And if you if you want to say something a little more privately, hey, I get it. People are watching. You can just uh, go over and shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, all over to ManHorrorPod at gmail.com. Make sure you're on that mailing list. Go to manhorpod.com, sign up for the mailing list. You may fall behind on episodes, you may get a little busy, but don't fall behind on the news about me and the show. You want to you don't want to miss out if I'm going to be coming to a city near you last minute. And uh while you know while I'm barking orders at you, if you can, if you can afford it, 25 cents a month, a dollar a month, $5, whatever you can, please support the podcast on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash podcast. Really appreciate it. I've got some cool rewards on there and some really exciting uh, plans for the future. And, if, uh, and, and lastly, if you want to read that Salon article by Jenny Kuttner, you can go into the show notes, you know, um, all those words under the episode that you don't read. Uh, there'll be a link to the article in the show notes in the description of the podcast. But uh, as usual, I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. Have a good time in this sunny summer, and until next week, stay slutty.